Welcome to the Dance to Oneness podcast. My name is Amy Shine, and I'm inviting you to discover and explore the many different paths to more possibilities. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's show, the Dance of Oneness podcast. And um, it's Amy Shine here, and this is episode nine of the podcast. And tonight I have a special guest with me, um, Shyla Ray. So Shyla Ray is um, a soul vocal artist. She's a vocalist, a musician, a mother, and an activist. Oh, I'm going to be interested hearing about the activist part of it. <laughs> So Shyla um, grew up in Canada and she moved to LA and she's on the show tonight. She's had a couple of albums, some of her music you might have heard of. Um, and I'm really excited to have her here tonight. I've been listening to her music all day, so I have all her lyrics in my head. <laughs> Welcome, Shyla. Uh, thank you so much. That makes me so happy and warms my heart. I love that. Yeah, I prefer to have your music in my head than some of that terrible radio music they have on these days, like, you know, Justin Bieber and some of those music songs that like stick in your head and you can't get out. Isn't that funny? That's kind of what I listen to a lot too. But I also, I have kids, so I get, I get kind of trapped into listening to all that too. But I love making music that's different. So know? like, tell us about making music. Like where, where did this start? When did it start? Um, well, I didn't start actually writing songs until I was a little older, but I've been singing my whole life. Um, my grandmother sang, my mother sang, not, you know, professionally, but, you know, there were women who sang in my family. And I feel like that had a really positive influence on me where, you know, it just showed me that I could access my voice. Uh, I felt empowered by using my voice when I was young. And then um, at some point, I think I made up my mind that I wanted to be a singer uh, pop star, dancer, you know, all the, all the fun stuff. And, and then, uh, and then at some point, I think I rebelled against, you know, mainstream music at some point. And then I went the complete opposite direction and found myself, you know, in, in baby steps along the way, but found myself slowly being exposed to new genres of music and, and being, around other musicians I started doing karaoke really young did open mics and then joined a band when I was 20 years old <clears throat> singing backup so you know just everything happening kind of organically in that way just leading me to the direction of eventually writing my own songs which is exactly what I needed as a vocalist to become a songwriter you know that's that was the missing piece for me because I could sing to anything I could always sing really great to to any song I heard, but um, having my own music was so important for me as a woman, even as a mother. I was a mother at the time. It was so important for me because it helped me access not just my voice, but like my story, my truth, my authenticity. And when that happened, I feel like everything clicked and everything really started to come together and move, move in, in the right direction, you know, just as far as um, developing a band producing songs, <laughs> putting out an album, playing shows, going on tour, all of the things that come with it that I didn't even realize at the time would be 
happening, but I think it was just a nice, it was a beautiful organic process of just me saying yes over the years of like, okay, I'm going to just do this, 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 this. But I think, you know, writing original music, learning how to play the piano, I think I was 23. It was pretty late learning to play the piano and just putting together basic chords, you know, that's what helped me get songs together. And that's like how existence and sacredness came to be, you know? So and so existence for those of you who haven't heard yet, this is one of um Shyla's most famous songs, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I read it got you got an award for that. I was nominated for Hollywood the Hollywood Music and Media Awards, yes, for best song uh with uh social 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 change. message social yeah. change. Wait, best message and so, best song with for social change. Yeah, I love that. So for social change. So what was like the main message you were trying to get across with that song? Well, I think I could just feel into my own struggles, my own pain as a young woman. I had just been through. I just given birth. I had this baby. I was married, and I left the marriage, and I was just learning so much about myself. I think um, I I felt empowered by my decision you know, to leave the, the marriage and to just pursue my own life and career for a moment. And when I did that, I think I felt so empowered on my own. And just the fact that I just had this incredible birth and, you know, new beginnings. And I think I wanted to write a song that was an upliftment for everyone else, you know, for humanity. I really felt like, wow, the whole world needs kind of a pick me up right now. And I don't think we have very much like real positive music out there. Like I could, I think I'd think of reggae. It's like, I thought of reggae music. I thought of like real devotional music. That's very God oriented, you know? And I thought, what if I just in such a straightforward way, which is the kind of person I am anyway, I'm just very direct and transparent, just like get right to the point. And I just, that song came through and it was coming through as, as like a couple different meanings, but really I saw it as like, all right, I have to be the change I want to see if I'm really going to make this shit happen in my own life. And, you know, I got to practice what I'm going to preach. So I feel okay about writing this, you know, I can, because <laughs> how, you know, how does it make sense to write a song for people saying, okay, y'all got to uplift yourselves and be the change you want to see. Whereas like, am I really doing that for myself? I yeah. have to constantly check myself and I still do year after year. I have to check myself. Am I really living by what I've written or what I've spoken or what I've done in my life? You know, I think we all do. I love that. It's actually a really empowering song. It's one of my favorite songs of yours. It really gets me moving. So um, like I, I facilitate a lot of movement classes and um, that is a song that I really like to incorporate in the movement classes. And one of the other songs that I wanted to mention tonight as well was um, The Blood. The blood what was it called? What's the actual title? Sacredness. Sacredness. Mm -hmm. And so the lyrics to that are really, really powerful. Um, I was just telling you before I got on, I started listening to it today and I started moving with it. And I love your message in that song. If you haven't heard it, have a listen. Um, it's a lot about the sacredness of the woman. And you even talk a lot um, you, in the lyrics of the song about um, the shame of the body, you know, in a young person. And, and so like, do, are you, you, you seem to be very open in your lyrics and talking about like women and what we go through and like the sacredness of our body and the, you know, the, all the shame and all this stuff. 
Can you talk a small bit about where that song came from? Yeah, I um, I think I learned, I don't remember when and where, but I just remember <clears throat> learning about menstruation in a deeper way, either from the women that I was around, there was a community I was living in Northern Canada and um, the women there were just so, they were just so in their, in their, I want to say goddess power, just more like they were so down to earth, so connected with nature, so connected to each other, inspired me very much. And I was pretty young. I was about 18 at the time. And I just carried this, this memory and this image of these women with me, you know, throughout my travels. And when I landed in California and I got pregnant, you know, at 20, I knew that the way I gave birth also was going to be very important in the relationship I had to my body and especially to my blood, because this is a big part of childbirth. And so I think I just carried what I learned with me into that experience. And then once again, after childbirth was one of the most, it was the most, you know, most empowering moment of my life, giving birth, having a home birth and, and, you know, everything was beautiful. And that song came through at a time where I was free bleeding which is, you know, where you don't use anything to catch your blood. <laughs> and it's very unusual. And a lot of people think it's like, and that it's nuts and that it's this and it's that. And it's like, it's messy. And it, and it like, is. How do you even do that? <laughs> okay. There's a whole, there's a whole trick. So I guess I learned this from somebody. I don't know where I learned it. I just started doing it. So I had these two or three skirts. They were just these big skirts and I used to wear them all, all the time. And they were, I had a, one that was like dark, deep red. And I had one that was black and I had one that was brown. And they were just, I would, I would just go back and forth between these skirts and I would just wear them and I would be bleeding down my leg, like under the skirts. And sometimes I would wipe my leg with it. It just felt so good. And I think it was really important for me to experience. What if I just let this be and let it happen as it wants to imagine that I'm a woman in ancient times and I don't have anything available. What do I do? What does it feel like to just let this blood run down my leg? And, and I fell in love with it. I loved it. It was just like, okay, you know, just take a bath or shower at the end of each day, but just like wipe periodically. I don't know. It's a whole process, but I was free bleeding at the time. I was really into this and I was sitting at the piano and I was still teaching myself to play, mind you. And there's this white chair or this like little, it's like a white cushion on this like little stool at the piano. And I just remember sitting there for hours and hours and I'm teaching myself and I'm singing and I'm thinking of like song ideas and I'm just staying open like to song ideas and what wants to come through. And I remember <clears throat> getting up at one point and I looked down and I was like, oh shit, I bled all over the, the stool. <laughs> And I was like, well, it's a statement, like, you know, I've been here kind of thing. Like, look at, you know, and I was like, God, like, what if we just stopped thinking? Like, I caught myself in that moment. Like, what if we just stopped thinking this way about it and look at it and just went, wow, it's so beautiful. You know, like, that's where my mind was. But I thought, what are all the other people going to say or think? What if somebody came in right now and saw this huge pile of blood just on the, on the, it was a community space. And so... I think just right there, I got I had that moment of like, okay, well, if I could change the narrative around this, maybe I could write a song about it. 
and it it also happened very organically where i feel like i just put my hands down and found notes and chords that felt and sounded really good to me it sounded very feminine it just felt light and feminine to me and beautiful and emotional the way you know i was putting these chords together and then that's when i kind of checked in i kind of checked in with whoever i was checking in with whether, whether it was god my higher power spirit goddess whatever was like is this okay to like write a song about this has there ever been a song about menstruation is that weird is that acceptable are people going to like it are people going to reject it you know but my intuition was always like women are going to love this like you need to just write this you know um and that's how that came through was i just sat there and i just wrote and wrote and the more i i sang to these things you know like the body shame the more i acknowledged what I was taught as a young girl versus what I learned as a woman, uh, reflecting on the fact that blood was an important part of childbirth. Like the more I told that story, the more it just felt right. You know, it was like I was getting not only all this stuff off my chest, it feels like I was lifting something that I could speak to that was on behalf of what a lot of women experience. Yeah, I I absolutely love it. We're experiencing a bit of background noise. Yeah, it's coming in on your side. Yeah, and when you talk, it comes on your side. Let me see if I put in headphones. It might be different. Too bad. That was such a nice nice topic. Is this any different? Is this any different? No, I still, I still hear. Mm. I keep hearing it while I talk. Okay, I don't know. Can you? It's still there. Hmm. Okay. Was it, was it getting? It was getting louder and stronger. When you were talking, it was there as well. Okay, my apologies, people. Technical issues. Too bad. Do you have a phone? What's that? Do you have headphones? I wonder if I do. you put in headphones. Would it work? Can you hear me now, so? Hmm. Are you getting? Can you, are you getting a response from from listeners? Um, some people are just commenting hi. Let's see if that changes us. I don't hear it now. Oh, that's better. I don't hear it now. Can you hear me? Great. Okay. Yay. You can hear me? Yeah. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Yay, we got it. Okay, because yeah, I really no did want to talk about that. <laughs> oh my god. Um, so- I hope people could hear what I was saying. Yeah, I could hear you. Okay. Okay. My apologies. I was like, too bad. I was really, no worries. No, I could hear you. There was just some interference, but thank you. I want to talk about this song because um, this song, I'm so, I'm so grateful that you put this song out in the world. I was driving to work one day. I just moved to Florida. I was working full time in a restaurant and it was my time of the month and I was bleeding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. um, I was going to work and I was working in a restaurant <clears throat> restaurant at the time, you know, and I remember like being in the restaurant, like taking care of people, you know, and working in a restaurant in Florida isn't like, it's a full-time 
gig like people are demanding you know it's not just like mm -hmm. serving mm -hmm. food i worked in a high-end restaurant so they expected a lot of you and it was a whole entertainment piece and all this stuff and i'm like standing there like talking to this table and at the same time like i'm bleeding you know and i I'm, and i just and i was getting cramps and i was remember thinking like the next night when i was driving to work like this is not the way it should be done like and i remember you know like hearing about you know red tents and back in the day in ancient times where a woman had her time of the month and she was bleeding she would go and be with other women in a circle mm -hmm. and they, they would have massages and like there there would be no men there and it would just be like a time for you to like just be with your body and like mm -hmm. bleed and mm -hmm. here i was like you know 2000 and whatever 19 it was 18 and I'm like taking care of these people in the restaurant. I'm taking people's orders. I'm giving them drinks. And at the same time, I'm bleeding. Mm -hmm. you know? And I made the demand actually that night. I was like, this changes. I'm not doing this myself anymore. So I actually started to communicate with my body and ask my body like, okay, can we like have my period arrive on a Monday when I'm, when, when it's my day off, when it's my couple of days off. And so I started timing my cycle that way. But I started to look at that energy of like, God, like where we, where we, where we are, you know, as women, mm -hmm. like that we don't even have that sacredness anymore. Well, we do and we don't. I think a lot more women have really woken up and realized this over the years. I, you know, I, maybe I just because I know a lot more people today than I did when I was younger, when I was waking up to this. And all the women I was meeting on my travels, most women had an awareness about this, you know, and even when I still come across women who work a regular full-time job or who don't really take care of their bodies, it's like, there's still an awareness and a remembrance. I don't think women ever really forget this for good. And all it takes is one person sometimes being in their life, a woman just saying, you know, like, oh, here's a, here's how I take care of myself. You know, it's like, of course, we all just get turned on and go, oh, yeah, like I need to do this. So I used to do that. I used to take those days. I would predict when I would bleed. And I, and I learned this from a woman that I was best friends with at the time. And she just used to block off those three days. No phone, no work, no responsibilities. And she would just lay in the sun and lay by the water and take baths and go to the river and write in her journal and go for walks. And I was like, wow, she can do that. Like, you know, like, is that fair? Is that okay that someone can just take these days out of their schedule to just enjoy the art of bleeding and just enjoy being a woman, you know, and, and really have that quiet time. Cause it's like, if we don't create that during our cycle, the most introverted time of, of our month, you know, of our cycle. When do we do that? You know, we don't want to have to push ourselves or push through our cycle in that way. So, so I learned that from her. And when I honored myself in that way, of course, other women were turned on by the idea and they yeah, just became a I, thing. I love that. You that's know? how, you know, we, are, we all start empowering each other. Mm. And, you know, one, like, so your music, Shaila, is like really empowering. And one of the things you said at the start was you're not mainstream. So, and that's <laughs> one of the reasons I listen to you because <laughs> mm. you're not mainstream. I don't find interesting. And, yeah. and now I want to be like one foot in mainstream a little bit more only because I want the music to be able to branch out to reach more people. Well, I would like know. this music to be mainstream. I would like to hear this music on the radio versus mm. some rap music that's of course you understand the wording of it. Right. Some yeah. rap, you know, the rap lately is like 
I know some of it's really bad, but you know, I also appreciate a lot of, well, yeah, I wish there were a lot of genres of music that are not really getting airplay, you know, a lot of airtime. I think we're, we're missing out on, on music of real culture and real spirituality and a real message of whether it's God, truth, consciousness, love, peace, whatever it is, the things that we see as positive and what's going to uplift humanity versus ideas that bring people down or ideas that make it feel like, you know, of money and having a wet pussy and, (laughs) and, and you know what I mean? And like, and blunts and, and, uh, and chains of diamonds and stuff like, you know, that's, that's gotten cool over the years. So we have, I feel like we just got to kind of like allow it, but those people are also still sometimes very spiritual people and they're just doing what, the industry is asking for and the industry is supported by people. So how do you, how do you change the industry? I think it's just in people, it's in the people that you meet and the people like, even when I go to Los Angeles, you know, cause I live this, this life that's pretty close to the earth here in Ohio and it's a quiet life and I love it. But I also love when I go to the city because then I'm available to connect with the people that I normally wouldn't connect with. If I'm in this small town, that's mostly white people and people who live a privileged lifestyle, I I would say. And so I appreciate the opportunity so much when I'm in an environment where I get to see, you know, less privileged people and I get to see how difficult it is for people to access the same things. And, and I love the conversations that happen. Or I love the connections that happen with people, you know, and especially if I tell them I do music, sometimes there's this thought of like, oh, they're going to go check it out and they're probably not going to like it, you know, because it's too spiritual or it's too this or too that, you know, but sometimes people end up really appreciating it. And I love that. And, and sometimes people give me the same feedback of like, oh, this is what's missing from mainstream. You know, we need to find that, build that bridge to where we can have a a, a powerful message of hope and peace and love and positivity um, that is also making money. That is also making a difference or that's, that's catchy. That's turning children on because this is where it's directed. It's directed at the young people who are spending money on music and downloading the apps and buying the clothes and buying the tickets. And and like, the industry is changing too, because of this COVID thing, you know, mm. everything's kind of shifting right now. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. Like, who would be like an artist? Like, is there any kind of mainstream artists that you do like find uplifting or empowering or who have, speaking of small, but so many, so many of them. And I think there's a lot of judgment about even like gangster rap and hip hop, which is music that I absolutely love and was raised on, you know, I can see the artists behind it. And I know for a fact, it's not those artists that are driving all of that, you know, but there's a lot of people in the industry who I think, um, even, even like Puff Daddy, you know, or P Diddy, he, this is a very spiritual man. Like, even though he has this frivolous, like lifestyle, uh, you know, and, and may not use money in the same ways other people do. It's like, the message or like when you know those people personally, it changes everything. Like our judgment is no longer there about these people. And I think that's, what's really important to remember, especially about famous people, celebrities, like in the industry, whether it's movies, music, um, anything else that can come with a lot of judgment, you know, or, or, and feel like the standards are very high or feel like um, it's, it's evil even in some ways people say you know, um, and that people sell their soul. This is, this is the conversations that I have like very often with people actually, because I I think about it a lot. I think about how 
like where I stand as an artist, especially as a woman and a mother, you know, where, what direction do I really want to go and where do I want my music to end up? You know, who do I really want to inspire in the end? Because I don't need to keep inspiring you or women who are already into, and we need to inspire people who need more love in their lives, you know, and who have never heard something like that before. So that's what I mean by like, I like when I get to meet those people who have maybe never heard something like that before. And then they see who I am as a person and go, Oh, well, this is cool. She's not just like this super spiritual person who thinks she's got it all figured out. Cause I don't, <laughs> I have nothing <laughs> figured out. And I just would rather be relatable than be spiritual. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, spirituality, spiritual, you know, spirituality has a lot of judgment in it too. Of course. Um, <laughs> That's and, what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, um, I definitely don't call myself spiritual, even though people just think I am. But I'm well, not. we are. It's like we are. We're all in these spiritual beings. But who is actually practicing, and how is it benefiting their life? And are they still a shitty person at the end of the day? But because they have this label, or because they appear to know all these things, you know, this is also a dilemma that we have in our social programming, right? Yeah. So this is something I think about too, where I'm just like, I'd just rather be relatable you know, then think I got anything figured out or to think that like, because I've been through some shit in my life and I've written some songs about it, that makes it any more meaningful than what you're writing. Even if it's about getting shot five times, you know, if anything, there's more, more truth to that because that's, that's real hardship. And I don't, I haven't experienced anything like that. So I'm constantly just humbled by being in this industry and learning what I do about, um, about mainstream verses and not even verses. Like I really see it as one. Well, what, like, are you like, are you put under a genre of music? Is there usually, yeah. What's usually, genre you put under? Usually Neo soul or new age. soul. Oh. <laughs> new age, soul, conscious soul, something like that. Yeah. You know? And then, yeah, it's tricky. They're, they sometimes only give you so many boxes. And when you have to check it yourself, you're like, hmm. They always leave that other box too. But then I'm like, well, I'm okay with Neo Soul. But uh, but most of the time I do R&B Soul. Because I do feel like R&B is what I was raised with and what I sing best. Even though all my songs might not sound like. It might not sound like something that's on the radio, you know. But I, I can sing that way. And I feel that way when I'm singing it. Oh, and you're coming to South Florida in um, a couple of weeks. And we are going to play some R&B. <laughs> are you going to sing some R&B? Oh, my God, that makes my whole I'll, body. I'll so sing it and I'll play it because I'm going to do a DJ set. And I've got a lot of like old school R&B, hip hop, you know, rap stuff from like the 90s, early 2000s. I really love that music. And so I'm probably going to play a lot of that. <laughs> I'm so excited. So if anyone's watching and uh, <laughs> you're local, you're local Floridian, Shyla's going to be in Delray Beach um, in a couple of weeks. The dates are gone from my head. Do you remember? October, I fly in October 17th and the event is on the 18th. Perfect. Yeah, it's the 18th of October and it's we have, you know, because of COVID, we only have limited tickets. So um, I will post the event and um, I'll post the link here. You can... Send me a message if you're listening and you want to know about the event locally. But it's going to be a whole night, um, a whole evening. starts at 5 p.m. There's going to be meditation. I'm going to facilitate some um, ecstatic dance movement. Um, Shaila's going to facilitate some um, 
Are you facilitating some sound voice coaching or? No, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't call it facilitating. That's an event I'm doing on the 20th, actually. That oh, one's okay. going to be more oriented towards just soul voice singing workshop, like my vocal coaching stuff. So that's on the 20th in Miami. But on oh, the 18th, the event, I'm just going to be performing a couple songs here and there like live acapella acoustic and then and then I'll do some track I actually have some tracks I can play too and sing along to those and then and then I want to throw it down and and DJ and play I just have a lot of fun doing that and we're gonna have a DJ yeah. Shyla's gonna DJ we're gonna have a dance party absolutely I'm and like I don't go all the way to Florida just to do that like I'm gonna do it all yeah and then you're also available for private sessions as well if you're local absolutely and you yeah and they're all yeah. yeah you're coaching you coach people with their voices Mm-hmm. And with their tears and their <laughs> stories and their songs and their, yeah, all of it. I'm like, bring it all forth. I really see it as like merging from this, like just being about vocal coaching into, I'm not even going to say life coaching, but it ends up being a little bit of that because it just comes down to where we just need a little bit more love and encouragement and confidence in our lives. And the voice has so much to do with that, yeah. that, you know, it starts there, but really sometimes there's, there's a lot more to it. There's a, there's more of a background or a story as to like why the voice can't help or how we never learned to sing, you know? So, yeah, I have to tell you this, Shyla. So um, I was in school in Ireland, little country school. And there's like, we, in Ireland, in the country schools, you'd have two classes in one classroom. So like, say you'd have first and second class or in one classroom mm -hmm. with a teacher. And there was like, um, Anyway, the art teacher, like she was like the music person. So she like played the piano and she was big into music. So she made us audition for the choir, for the school choir. Mm -hmm. So she she gave us like two lines of a song to sing and she made us all get up one by one and like sing the line in front of the whole class, sing, sing the two lines. And so uh, she had everyone made the choir. Every girl made the choir in the whole class, except for me. I was the only girl who didn't make the choir. And then my brother didn't make it. And then my brother's, our, our friend who's a neighbor. So it was like three guys who didn't care. They didn't want to be in the choir anyway. And me, the only girl who never made the choir. So that left like imprinting in my heart about having about it for years later, me and my brother and our friend be like, uh, we were the only ones who didn't make the choir. And then they all went away and they went away for a weekend. And so I've created like such a like separation in my world. So it's, it's incredible what those early experiences like end up imprinting into yeah. your world about your voice. Like, you know, yeah, absolutely. I can't sing. I agree. And I think all those stories are really important and relevant to why people feel the need to reclaim their voice later into adulthood. You know, we, if we weren't encouraged in that way when we were really young, we spend years kind of still feeling that and thinking about it. And we get brought back to that moment, you know, that moment we were shushed or told to shut up the choir or put in the back or yeah, where we didn't make the team or the, the club or the choir, you know, and, or, or even worse, there's even worse traumatic things, you know, that have happened to people regarding their voice and not having access to, to use it. So I'm working with a lot of that. And then I'm working with people on um, real technique stuff, you know, people who are already, you know, I'd say like established singers who know how to use their voice and they're very vocally uh, comfortable. And then we're learning more technique. And then after that, we've got, you know, people who 
are established and all of that and who just want help with songwriting. So that's something that I do as well. I help people just put songs together, whether it's their poetry or whether they have tracks and they just can't figure out lyrics. Like that's something that I love helping people with because I feel like songwriting comes, you know, pretty easy to me. I love writing and I think I can come up with really great melodies and hooks and, um, and I can sing parts for people when they can't think of it or do it, you know? So I'm just giving them little, little bits to, to put together. So, so it's really all of that. And of course I'm going to be there for the whole week. So I'd love to work with anybody who's got, who's just sitting on, you know, their story or their little pot of gold or their little, <laughs> you know, their desire, their vocal desires. <laughs> I love I'm so excited. I posted the link to your website in the comments here. If anyone's Thank watching um, it, for anyone listening, it's www.shyla, S H Y. L A H Ray R A Y Sunshine S U N S H I N E dot com. So it's www.shilaraysunshine.com, all one word. You can go to her website, you can check her out, look her up on Spotify, um, Shyla Ray on Spotify. Um, all her songs. It's actually Shyla Ray Sunshine on Spotify. They wouldn't let me change it. Oh, really? Yeah, uh, it's even the full if you name. Put in Shyla Ray, you come up. That's true. And then there's yeah. a profile that's Shyla Ray, but there's no music under it. So people will get it. People, oh, really? I, I asked them to change it and they wouldn't. It's a whole thing. Oh, so I'm God. just, just going to leave it. I'm just going to leave the sunshine there. Sunshine wants to be there, Shyla. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was given the name. I should just keep it. I don't know. Yeah. I think part of me wanted to drop the sunshine years ago because that, for me, it just sounded too hippie. It was like, oh, God, nobody's <laughs> going to take me seriously. You know, if I go to pitch my song to something or say, you know, but some people really like it. And I just think it is a part of me. So I'll keep it. So are you like, uh, was it your real name or you were just given it as a spiritual name? Shyla Ray is my first and middle name. Okay. Up. I, I also have a, a second middle name. And then, um, and then Sunshine was given to me, oh God, 15 years ago when I was in Los Angeles, when I first moved, somebody said, you're Shyla Ray's. You're just the Shyla Rays of sunshine, they said to me. And then they wrote it on the wall. And I was like, hey, I kind of like that. I saw it and was like, that's going to be my stage name. So I took it. I just took it and I rode with it. So to this day, I'm still in touch with them. And I'm like, you did that. You started <laughs> it, this whole thing. Now it's stuck. And that was back when I was singing backup, too. I wasn't even my own real artist then, you know? I mean, I was an artist, but you know what I mean? I didn't have my own. I didn't have any of that figured out. I didn't have any direction then. So all I needed was a name, I guess. <laughs> Love it. So check her out on Spotify, um, Into the Wild, and her sacredness, the blood song, they're all there. Music, there yeah. music to move to, to do yoga to, to dance to, um, to sing along to. Mm. And um, and if you're local, um, give you know, we're having the event. I'll post the event details um, with this. And you can also contact her, Shyla, on her website if you want to book a session with her. Mm -hmm. Or on Instagram. Yeah, Instagram, Instagram, Facebook. I'm there. I'm under Shyla Ray as well. All the platforms. All <laughs> the platforms. <laughs> well, thanks for coming on with me tonight. I'm excited for our dance party in yeah. Ray. <laughs> Thank you. I'm really excited as well. I'm looking forward to meeting everybody and just feeling out the space and receiving the love and appreciation and healing from each other you know just sharing all of our gifts so i want to tune in more to more of your um of your episodes also yeah i have all different kind of guests on the show i'm very um what's the word eclectic mm -hmm. <laughs> or versatile you know or yeah yeah. Being yeah. Versatile. yeah yeah i do it i do it all and um, so i do something else 
Okay, it's gone. I don't know. I was going to say something else, but it's gone. That's Brenda, okay. says thank you. Um, and I want to thank you for coming on. This was really enjoyable. Mm -hmm. And I look forward to hearing future music coming out from you as well. Me too. Praise God. I was working on some last radio. night. Uh, oh, yeah. We're going to get, no, some of this new stuff, I'm going to be honest. It actually really has potential. It's got potential. And it might, it might be very different for the, for the listeners, especially if they're just kind of hopping on the train now. You know, if they're just starting to dive into my old stuff, it's like this new stuff is very, it's, it's better quality. It's higher quality. It sounds like it could be on the radio and it could very well be in commercials and films. It's going to Let's be do it. really Let's nice, but the message has changed a little bit. That's all. The message is there. Well, it's there. Into the Wild will be there forever. You guys yeah. can listen to this forever, okay? I just need to, like, get this other stuff out of my system, you know, and just write about heartbreak and love and sex and emotions and all this other stuff I've never really written about, you know? I look forward to it. <laughs> well, thanks for that. Thank you so much. I really me. appreciate thanks it. everyone. See you next week. Thank you for listening to the Dance to Oneness podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave a review and don't forget to subscribe. If you'd like to know more about what I have to offer, you can find me at www.amyshine.net.